This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 126 of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is Jamie, and I am here all by myself. I'm doing a solo episode, which we don't do all that much, but I'm kind of excited about this particular topic. As you guys may remember, August is all about mindset, and mindset tends to be something that I shy a bit away from um, and don't talk too much about. However, this one particular topic is something that I love to talk about. So today I want to talk all about setting boundaries and the art of saying no. I've written some articles about this. We'll drop that uh, a link in the show notes. Uh, And this is something that I'm actually very, very passionate about talking about because I think it's something that's very challenging for many entrepreneurs. In particular, I think sometimes women have a hard time with it too. I think we're partially wired to uh, say yes. Uh, And so I want to talk about how setting boundaries and saying no has changed my business uh, for the better. So I don't want anyone panicking because I know a lot of people get very nervous about saying no, uh, how I do it and the methodology and kind of framework that I've set up in order to make setting boundaries a lot easier. Uh, It's hard. And so I want to acknowledge that first. It's really challenging to decide that you're going to say no, because a lot of times we also have a scarcity mindset. So not only are we concerned about offending someone or making someone feel bad, but we're also afraid if we say no, that we'll lose something. Even if it may not be that valuable to us, we're still afraid of that. So uh, it's important to tackle this. This is often one of the ways that we get sort of stuck in our businesses, constantly saying yes to all of the opportunities instead of thinking about what opportunities are right for us. Uh, And so I am going to start by talking about what boundaries even are. And so boundaries can be a lot of different things. And I actually often think about them like actual physical walls. Um, But really what a boundary is, is the process of determining uh, the behavior that you will or will not accept from someone else. 
And these can be physical, like our walls, but they can also be emotional or how you feel. And boundaries are really personal. And so I cannot tell you what boundaries you need to set. Um, but I can certainly talk to you about some of the boundaries that I have set in the past um, and some of the boundaries that I have right now, which I think is often helpful to explain how I set those boundaries and why I've decided that. One of the boundaries that I've set, and I said early on in my career as a lawyer, and this is really a lot of the ways that I came up with these frameworks is just my work as an attorney. Unfortunately, in the legal profession, it is often very adversarial. We actually refer to other attorneys as adversaries, which is a crazy thing to me. And so it can often be really aggressive. Uh, And so while I don't do litigation very much anymore or lawsuits, I do engage in negotiations sometimes with other attorneys, whether I have clients that are trying to make, get deals done or I have a client who's looking to buy or sell a business or any, any kind of deal. Negotiations can come into play. And so one of my boundaries is being screamed at, which you'd be shocked at how many times it happens, and also being interrupted. So if I do notice that somebody I'm speaking with is either raising their voice at me, I do not accept that, and I'm very clear about it, but in a very calm way. And I also set boundaries around being interrupted. I do not like being spoken over. So I will stop somebody and ask them to let me finish my thought because it's hard to keep all your thoughts together. So if you're constantly getting interrupted, you may lose track of what you're talking about. Those are two big boundaries I learned. They seem so logical, but they're really, really hard. It's hard when someone's yelling at you to tell them to stop. It's also really hard when someone's interrupting you. You can feel flustered. You can often feel overwhelmed. Uh, And so taking a pause can be really helpful. Those are some boundaries setting with other people, but there's also boundaries that you can set that don't relate to anybody else. I have other boundaries that I've set and they don't really have anything to do with anyone other than I don't really, one of my boundaries is I don't really talk about my personal life um, when it comes to business. Many people know that I have kids, but I don't mention them by name. Um, I don't talk about their ages and I keep everything about my kids and my family really personal. And that's important to me. And that's just a boundary that I've set. So these are some examples of boundaries that you can set. It's hard though. And I don't want to minimize how difficult it is to sit down and decide what kind of boundaries you want to set. So while I'm talking, I want you to think about what's important to you. Think about the boundaries you've already set and you've set them. You may not have even thought about it. It may not have even been conscious, but you've definitely set them. And I also want you to think about the boundaries you wish you could set. And as we walk through this framework about setting boundaries and about saying no, perhaps at the end of this podcast, you'll be able to let me know what boundary you are going to set and we can help hold you a little more accountable. So why is saying no so hard? I mean, we talked a little bit about this. It's really challenging. And I think a lot of the reasons why is because we're really worried about what other people think. And we're often, particularly as women, as young girls, socialized to really think about what other people think about us. And while there's nothing wrong with being nice and there's nothing wrong with being liked, it shouldn't be often a factor in many of the decisions that we make, particularly in business or when setting boundaries, because at the end of the day, it's our feelings that matter the most. So I think that it's important to think about why you're struggling to set boundaries, why saying no may be hard for you. And again, this is all very personal. So I can talk about why I had problems maybe saying no many years ago or setting those boundaries or even why I do today. But my reasons might be very different than your reasons. So I want you to sit down and be really honest with yourself and think about what is holding you back. 
I will say that I understand there's big differences between saying no in your personal life and saying no in the workforce and the fear of backlash may be very different. That being said, there are certain instances and you'll know what they are because they're personal to you where you need to say it. And I truly believe that to be a great leader and to be great at what you do, you have to be able to learn to say no and to be able to say no without apology. So what is our first step? I'm going to talk about a number of steps that I go through when I am thinking about saying no. And there is steps for each one. So my first step in time, anytime any opportunity is presented to me, is I my automatic default is actually no. I'm not going to say it out loud necessarily. However, I am always going to lead with the option that I am saying no. And I'm essentially going to take step one as a pause because I really, really, really often when anybody is presented with an opportunity, they often want to say yes. And so if you reframe your brain to automatically think to yourself, no, I'm going to say no mentally, not necessarily to somebody's face, it'll give you the opportunity to step back and look at that opportunity from a very different perspective. You don't necessarily have to answer things immediately. Um, and it's really important to sit and pause. Uh, many of you have probably heard me talk about negotiation and I also am really fan of uh, the power of the pause. And so pausing before you accept any kind of opportunity is so critical because it'll give you the opportunity to have some space from it. Um, I think it's really important to do that, um, particularly because our instinct often is to say yes. So that's step number one. We're going to say no to everything, at least in our head. And then in step two is when we've paused, we're thinking to ourselves, okay, the answer is no. Let me think about why I might actually want to do this. And so step number two is taking your time to actually evaluate. So spend some time with this. And for some really big decisions, think about how you best process information. As many of you may realize, I'm a huge talker. So I'm most likely to get on the phone with somebody and I'm going to talk their ear off about what I think I should or shouldn't do. And so I'm a brain dump. And by the end of that conversation, whether it's 10 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, sorry to those people who are on the other end of that call, I... Honestly, I'm going to kind of know the answer because I've walked through all this. Other people like my awesome co-host, Mary, she's a journaler. So she sits down and she may write about it. And so when we sit down, we're not focusing on whether the opportunity is good. I want you to take that framework out of the equation and I want you to think about if you want it. So that's your first question. Do I want to do this? And when you say whether or not you want to do this, I don't want you to think about it. I want you to know the first thing that comes to your mind. That's almost always your answer, right? Do I really want to do this? If you don't want to do it, your gut's going to say no. And then you're going to go, well, but it's a good opportunity and I need to do all of these things, et cetera. So I want you to be honest with yourself. This is going to take a lot of introspection in order for you to really be honest about whether or not you are going to take this opportunity or you're going to set this boundary and say no. So after you ask yourself if you want to do it, you also want to ask yourself, are you excited about it? Does it get you going? Are you like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I have the time, but I'm going to figure it out because I am ridiculously excited for this, which then is going to piggyback into, do I have the time? Because even if you want to do it, and even if you are really excited about it, I am assuming that you are very much like me and your entire life is very overly scheduled, especially right now. And 
that is going to lead to our next question, which is, what am I going to give up in order to be able to do this? And so it's important to look at the entirety of these questions when you are evaluating, because you need to know, do you want it? Are you excited about it? Do you have the time for it? And what are you going to give up in order to do it if you say yes? Why we lead with no is because in my mind, I'm already saying to myself, hey, I'm probably not going to do this. And then I'm essentially convincing myself why I should. It's much easier to convince yourself why you should should do. It's much harder to convince yourself why you should do something versus why you should not. So I think it's important to take this step and really be honest with yourself and take the time to do it. So don't immediately respond. Take your pause and evaluate. Step three is part of your evaluation process. And it goes back to, do I want to do this? And it's listening to your gut. You know, I can almost guarantee you that you know when you are making a decision that is not one that should be made. And I want you all, if you're a service professional or even if you own a products business, and I want you all to think about your worst client. We've all had one or your worst boss or your worst job or your worst neighbor, or your worst friend, whoever, just think of that person that comes to mind and you literally immediately groan because you cannot bear the thought of them. And I want you to think back to that. And the minute you met that person, did you know that that person was going to be difficult? And I'm guessing if you actually sat with it and you were honest with yourself and you listened to your gut and your intuition, you will pretty much say, yes, I absolutely knew that this was going to be really awful, but you ignored it. And so that's the part where you have to stop ignoring. And I'm going to give you guys an example to show that we all do it. And I did it actually pretty recently. When everything happened with uh, the pandemic and when we all shut down, we all experienced a lot of fear in our businesses. We didn't know what was going to be happening. We were very, very scared. I had a moment where I didn't know if I was going to be able to keep my staff. Thankfully, we didn't end up coming to that. But in March, it was really scary. I had some client come back at this exact moment who I had already turned away and said, I did not think you were a very good fit. And I didn't think we were going to work well together. And he came back and said, hey, I really, really want to work together and I'm willing to work under your terms. Under any other circumstance, my intuition, my gut was screaming at me to say, no, this was still not a good fit. He was never going to want to work the way I want to work. But because I was afraid, um, which was very, very real, I said yes. And I will tell you, it was not worth it. (laughs) Um, And I knew that. And I had a challenging time navigating that client relationship. Thankfully, everything ended up okay. Thankfully, my business is still going and ended up okay. But it was a really difficult and challenging time. And so I knew in my gut, I shouldn't say yes. But out of fear, I said, I, I did. And so it's important to listen to your gut. Don't make choices out of fear, out of someone wanting to like you, out of being afraid that you're going to offend someone. The next step is really something that you're going to be doing every single time. And frankly, when you finally have the epiphany on step four, running the other steps is really easy. This is doing the internal work. This is answering these questions like, why do I feel like I have to say yes? And for me, in my example, it was fear. I was afraid. I was afraid if I said no, I would have to do layoffs. I didn't want to do that. Really, I knew I had enough money saved and I was going to be okay. But that fear overrode everything. Ask yourself if you're worried, if you're saying yes, because you're worried about what other people will think. If you work in a workforce, you don't own your own business, or maybe you do, like me, are you concerned about job security? 
and think to yourself, are there other issues clouding my judgment? If it's a friendship, are you worried because you've been friends with this person for a long time? Are you worried because maybe there's someone in your friend group that's not so great and you're worried about the other friends in that group? And so you have to sit down and do that work. You have to know what is driving you to struggle to say no and to stand up for yourself essentially and to set the boundaries that you need to set. Once you do that work and you know what those triggers are, you're going to be able to deal with them better. So I know when I'm afraid, I have a scarcity mindset where I'm afraid something's going to happen. Or if I'm worried, oh, this person isn't going to like me. Or what if I say no to this one thing? Does that mean that lots of other people are going to think I'm saying no? Um, Am I going to offend my friend if I don't feel like going out to dinner because I'm tired and I've been working a lot or my kids are acting crazy? All of those things, I can now step back and say, okay, no, this is not the real reason for me. I need to set this boundary. This is important and I need it for me. And it's much faster and easier but it takes a lot of work to be able to step back and be truly honest with yourself about where these issues come from and not only what they are, but what they stem from so that you can have the tools you need in order to combat them to say no. Our final step in saying no, once you've gone through all of this and we've gotten to the place where we know we're going to say no, you have to say no, not only with force, but also with grace. And so I am of the mindset that you keep it short and sweet. I'm not offering apologies. I'm not offering explanations. I am. I have a very clear formula that I follow. I always leave with a message of gratitude. Thank you so much for this incredible opportunity. I appreciate you thinking of me to speak at your conference. Unfortunately, at this time, I'm not going to be able to accept. Please keep me in mind for future events. If you'll notice... There is no apology in there. I'm not saying that I'm sorry. I'm not saying that I wish I could do it. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying I can't. And thank you for thinking of me. Think of me in the future. You don't owe any explanation. You are permitted to say no and set those boundaries. The more you talk and explain, the deeper down that rabbit hole you go. And it really is makes things a lot more challenging. So I think if you lead with just no and you're really graceful about it and you're showing a lot of gratitude, People respect that. And you have to be able to feel comfortable with that. So my final step for everybody is practice. Practice with low conflict situations. Start with a trusted friend or someone you know that, you know, your best friend may call you and be like, hey, do you have time for a Skype tonight? Because, you know, I need X, Y, and Z. And you know tonight you really need to get this client project out. Start there. You know your best friend. She's not going anywhere. She's going to love you anyway even if you can't Skype with her. Start in those low conflict situations. Start in the safe situations where you know you can say no so you can get that practice going. And then slowly escalate. Go to much more difficult situations, harder situations. And so I think it's really important that you spend that time with the easy situations so you sort of get your sea legs and you can feel a lot more comfortable. It's important, especially if you have been in a workplace or even a personal space where you're taught to be adversarial or taught to be difficult or taught that showing boundaries is a sign of weakness. As an attorney, that was ingrained in me. It's still ingrained in me. I still struggle to sort of push through that. We're taught that as lawyers, you can't say no. You have to do everything and you have to be everything and you have to be a super person. You're also taught that saying that you need help is a weakness. It's really hard to undo training. It's also really hard to do what maybe was done when you were a kid. Um, And so you have to take the time to practice and you have to do all of those steps and all of that work in order to be able to work through it, get the confidence, get more comfortable, know where you're 
where your weaknesses are and know where you struggle a little bit so you can work on it. Um, so it's really important that you're able to advocate for yourself because to be honest with you, if you're not going to do it, nobody's going to do it. So getting the skill down is really critical. And I think it makes us so much better leaders and friends and parents. And anytime you're showing an example to anybody, if you can show them how to say no with grace and with force and also with confidence, it really goes a long way. So I'd love to hear from everybody about your boundary stories. If you struggle to say no, if this is an area that you need to work on, and we can even be your accountability partners. So if you are not a member of the Fearless Business Podcast HQ, you can join us. Uh, You can just go into Facebook and search for the Fearless Business Podcast. You can also go to fearlessbusinesspodcast.com. You can find us anywhere that you listen to uh, podcasts. We would love some reviews. So if you love this episode or you love the podcast itself, we would love for you to leave us a review. It helps other people find us and it puts a smile on our face. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope this was helpful. I'd love to hear your feedback and to, to chat more all about saying no and setting boundaries. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.